When I was a stripper, I loved the attention I was getting from men. But as it led to prostitution, all of it started to really disgust me. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist Onlay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems but found answers in a real God. Now, real quick, listener discretion is advised as the contents of this show are sexual in nature and are intended for mature audiences only. We have been talking about the reality of the life of a stripper and how the job can affect both the customers and the strippers themselves on their view of life in a very negative way. On our last show, we had Holly Sheldon Gonzalez, who is a former stripper, and she reveals the truth about the types of customers she was servicing, and she also talked about how she got started with this. She shared how she was introduced at a young age to the spirit of lust. She didn't know it, but something happened to her when she was very young. She found out when she was older, and when she was younger, she always gravitated towards sexual things like pornography and looking for acceptance and love from men. She shared how she would always end up in these relationships where men would use her and then lose her. She was left feeling out of control, hurt, and most of all, rejected. And she kept attracting this same pattern again and again. She talked about how she ended up in stripping, and she described how it was exhilarating at first. But today, she's going to share about how the job eventually introduced her into prostitution and that the job became very disgusting to her. Holly, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Holly, I'm really glad to have you back on our show. And again, thank you so much for being so real and raw about this stuff. Now, the stripping thing. I understand someone actually encouraged you to get into stripping. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, I was going to nursing school with a friend, and we ended up going to a party with her younger brother. Some of his friends were there, and we were drinking and I ended up giving him some lap dances and they were encouraging me and telling me how good I was at doing that. And it was exhilarating. I felt like it was something that I could do. Wow. And they were encouraging you, right? They were like, yeah, you know, yeah, like you should do this. Like you're so good at it. And you felt this positive affirmation that you were looking for when you were younger and you're feeling it from these guys. And so suddenly this became like a real idea in your mind and heart, correct? Yes. Wow. So at first, the stripping, it was exhilarating because when you'd stepped in, you got the job and you did it. In our last show, you shared about how exhilarating it was for you. Could you just, again, share with us what about it was so exhilarating at first? Well, for me, I liked the attention of being on the stage Mm. and it made me feel like I was in control instead of being a victim, instead of being ogled at and looked at, I was choosing it. I see. And then I understand you also made a lot of money from this. Like how much money were you walking out of the club with sometimes? There were some times that I made up to $1,200 in one night on a busy night before private dances. Okay. So obviously that was a huge hook that kept you going, (laughs) right? Yes. Now I understand though, that deep inside you are craving for control over men, but then at the same time, deep inside, you kind of hated men. How was that attitude built in you as a young girl? 
well, in the beginning, I did have a desire in myself to be longed for and to be wanted. Mm-hmm. What I didn't realize was is that I wanted to be loved and honored and cherished. But what I sacrificed it for was to be lusted for. Mm. So in the beginning, it was exciting that I was getting attention, maybe that I thought that I needed. But over time, it became daunting. And I realized that it was just something very empty and that it was not fulfilling. But I understand that when you're a young girl, you kind of had tense feelings towards your father. Like because of, you know, the things that he said to you, he was so distant. Like deep inside, you kind of had this hate for men, even though you were at the same time wanting them to be so attracted to you. Is that right? Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. I felt very ashamed of my sexuality and rejected by him. But at the same time, I longed for his love and affection and attention. Mm -hmm. So it was like a tug of war. And I searched for what I didn't have outside Mm. where I could get the attention that I thought that I longed for. But in reality, over time, it just became disgusting. Wow. Now, I understand you're always getting offers to sleep with men for more money. So they would be there and they'd be like, hey, you know, you can make more money. Tell us about how you first responded. But then I understand you eventually gave in. Tell us a little about that whole process. Well, it wasn't uncommon, especially when I would give private dances for men to offer me more money for sexual act or to meet me after the club and Mm. wanting to pay for sexual acts. But in the beginning, it was very disgusting and I had absolutely no intentions of participating in something like that. Right. But then there were seasons of time when the money wasn't there, when I had made like $45 and it was barely enough to pay for gas there and back to get home. Wow. So then eventually you gave in. Do you remember the first time that you gave in? How did you feel before the event of the prostitution during and then afterwards? I almost had to separate myself from what I was doing. And then when it was actually happening, I almost felt like my spirit was leaving my body just to tolerate what was happening and to get through it and to get over it because I knew what the goal was. And I just did what I had to, to survive it and to get through it. You know, it's interesting when you said you almost had to separate yourself Like, I remember when we were talking before, it was almost like you had to have this, like, kind of, like, your soul out of your body experience. Is that right? Yes. And even before, it was like I was a different person. I had to take on a different personality and to be a different person Mm -hmm. to do this. And then, like you said, it was like my spirit left my body. Wow. So you're having a very traumatic experience, though the person, the customer probably did not know you were being traumatized inside during the whole act. Yes, it was traumatic, not only the first time, but every time. Every time. So every time was just like you had to separate and have this like you had to escape out of your brain and not be there consciously to go through this. Wow, that is horrible. Now, I understand that eventually the dancing on top of the prostitution became really repulsive to you, though you were making so much money. Tell us a little about that. How did that come to play? It just became so daunting where I would even just get anxiety thinking about going and thinking about the whole experience and how degrading it was. It began to literally eat away at my soul to where I didn't want to go. Wow. Like, what do you mean? Like, you didn't want to go and you're repulsed? Because before it was like, I'm getting all this attention. How did that suddenly turn into like, oh, this is disgusting? 
over time, I just saw what it was really about, about the fantasy. Most of the girls that I worked with did drugs or alcohol, even though I was sober. I didn't have that to turn to, to tolerate what you have to endure being lusted after and ogled over. Mm -hmm. The desire of a woman's heart is to be loved and honored and cherished. And these things were more like a violation over time. I didn't feel in control anymore. Wow. Holly, let's stop there. Because I understand eventually this all led to a downward spiral where you eventually tried to commit suicide. Holly, my heart is so heavy hearing about this. And I know that God loved you through this all and that his heart was for you for you to know who you truly were the whole time. So Holly, I'm really looking forward to having you on the show again. Thanks so much for sharing. Thank you for having me. Hey, let me share some thoughts with you right after the break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to awakeningthenations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? To me, it's devastating how this all started at a party just trying to get these guys' attention and them cheering her on to strip. Now, she was going through this traumatic experience of selling her body for sex. Like, how? How she had to stare at a place in the wall and just disconnect from her mind and emotions because of the trauma it was causing her. Truth is, prostitution is not a normal thing, nor is it a good thing for the customer or the person prostituting themselves. But how she got there? When she kept delving into sinful and wrong behavior, it was never enough. It always leads to somewhere worse for you. Now, how did Holly get here? She embodied this ancient scripture in her life at the time. In Proverbs 30.20, it is written, This is the way of an adulterous woman. She eats and wipes her mouth and says, I've done no wickedness. Now, you might say, how could Holly keep on going like that? How could she make it through all of that? Simply by this verse. Adultery and the adulterous woman does things and is convinced that nothing that was done was wrong. And I'm sure Holly had her excuses to do what she was doing. But it eventually goes to a time where the consequences start to set in, as you're hearing in her testimony. And why do consequences set in? Well, it's written in ancient scriptures in Romans 6.23. It says, For the wages of sin is death. Ah, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You see, Holly's sin led to horrible thoughts of suicide and hating her own life. But it isn't just the sin of prostitution and stripping that applies to this verse. It's all sin. All sin. The wages, the cost of it is death. But we don't have to go there. We can instead, like this Bible verse, it says, we can receive the gift of God, which is eternal life. 
and have the power to be set free from our sins. Where are you at with this? Have you received forgiveness for your sins as Holly has? Because maybe your sins aren't as big as hers. Maybe they're worse or maybe they're tiny. But the truth is, all sin leads to death. And it's going to be the death to something. Maybe it's going to be the death to a marriage, the death to a job, or maybe even suicidal thoughts coming around you and surrounding your mind. Where are you at with this, friend? If you're at a point in your life and you're like, gosh, you know, I've done things and I've been like that. I've done wrong things and I've just always justified and said, oh, I haven't done anything wrong. I'm just going to keep going. But then you know these consequences are coming. If you're at that point in your life, I want to pray for you. Lord God, I'm coming to you with my friend. And for the friends that are saying, gosh, Lord, I've always been working so hard to prove that I'm not wrong, but I am wrong. And I'm tired of this sin in my life, Lord. And I want to give that to you right now. And Jesus, instead, we receive that forgiveness and we receive you, Lord Jesus. We want to repent from the way we think is right. And we want to come and follow you. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you were blessed by this testimony. And I know that your life was touched. Did you know we have a Facebook page? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Facebook and find out more about Real Life Radio guests, schedules, and events. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.